This podcast was recorded in December 2020. Any references to social distancing and infection control were valid at the time of recording. You're listening to a podcast from Penny's Hill Practice. Hello and a warm welcome back to our podcast series brought to you by Penny's Hill Practice. I am Dr. Jeff Hamp. Hello, I am Dr. Sam McGinley. We hope you're all keeping well and we're happy to welcome you all back this week to the podcast. Now, last month we discussed winter health and some more specific topics. We hope you've all listened to those now that winter is here upon us. But if you haven't, do remember to have a listen after this podcast. This time on the Penis for Practice podcast, we're going to be discussing healthier or healthful Christmas eating. Yes, can you believe it's December already? Hasn't this year flown by? But I really can't believe that we're here already looking at Christmas approaching. And for this December, we are going to be doing a few little podcasts that are maybe a little bit lighter than our previous ones. Coming up, we've got a Christmas quiz. And of course, on Christmas Eve morning, you should join us for our Christmas Eve special podcast. That's right. So come and listen to Sam and I on Christmas Eve morning for a socially distanced Christmas podcast and help us welcome back a few of our guests that we've had throughout the year. And we might even be joined by a very special Christmas guest. We will be having a small break after Christmas, but we will be back with season two of the podcast in January 2021. Now, we really do want to thank all of you for listening to us and continuing to listen and getting in touch with us. And if you are one of the many people who've emailed us, you'll know that we always email you back. And as we're always saying, please let us know any new ideas or topics or suggestions you might have. Any of your suggestions uh, will be considered and we'll do whatever we can to make this happen. Now, our podcast wouldn't be our podcast if we didn't give you some advice to keep you all safe and healthy. So just to remind you about the need for really good infection control measures to help prevent you catching and spreading any winter bugs and also coronavirus, especially with Christmas approaching and with the easing of the lockdown. So remember the most important things you can easily do. Number one, wash your hands really well with hot water and soap. Do it frequently and for at least 20 seconds. Two, remember to do this when you get into your house or when you get into work. Three, remember to do this before you eat or drink anything, after you've coughed, sneezed or blown your nose, and definitely before you touch your face, your mouth, your eyes or your nose. Indeed, we really do want you to all stay safe and healthy and want you to keep well over Christmas too. So please do remember to follow those reminders that Jeff has just mentioned. Okay, so shall we get on with this week's podcast? So for the next 10 minutes, take a break from whatever you're doing, sit back with a cup of something warm, and enjoy this week's podcast. Just a quick reminder, we are an independently produced podcast here at the Penny's Hill Practice Podcast. We receive no revenue and have no advertising or income or sponsorship. The people we reference in today's podcast have not provided us with any form of sponsorship, but they have very kindly given us their permission to mention them and provide links to their recipes. Well, Christmas can be a time of indulgence and sometimes overindulgence, and it can be easy to be tempted by all the nice foods and snacks that are in the shops. Now, with Christmas food and drinks starting to be sold in the shops in September, you can sometimes have too much of a good thing. Christmas food and snacks tend to be a little bit more unhealthy than non-Christmas foods, containing more sugar, salt and fat than you might realise. Now, remember, we've done a really popular podcast on low-fat diet, so do have a listen to that if you haven't done so already. 
So with Christmas approaching, we thought we'd have a look at what recipes are out there for healthier alternatives to the traditional Christmas treats. So what we've done is we've taken a recipe each from the British Heart Foundation and Diabetes UK and prepared them at home to see what the healthier version tastes like. And we didn't want to say to you, just go and make these recipes without trying them ourselves. Yes, that's right. And the BHF and Diabetes UK have very kindly given us their permission to provide links to their recipes, which are on our website and in the podcast description. So who goes first? Sam, how about you? Do you want to go first? What did you prepare? Sure. So I decided to use the Diabetes UK recipe for a higher fibre Christmas pudding. This is described as loaded with vitamins and minerals and keeps up to a week if stored in the fridge. It can also be frozen, either ready to cook or cooked. It has extra fruit and is a healthier version of the traditional Christmas pudding with fruit and spices. The preparation time was advertised as 15 minutes and cooking time 75 minutes. So have a listen to how I got on. So today we are going to be making a Christmas pudding, courtesy of a recipe from Diabetes UK. It's got plenty of dried fruits, um, almonds, mixed spice and some fruit going in, banana, apple and some carrot as well. We'll start by following the instruction to put the oven on at 180 degrees and it says boil the kettle. Okay, there we go, kettle is on. We are adding our dried fruits and spices to a bowl. So we've got 25 grams of raisins, 25 grams of currants, 25 grams of sultanas, 10 grams of mixed peel. There we go. Tablespoon of mixed spice and a tablespoon of ground cinnamon. Do the cinnamon first and we've got the mixed spice half a teaspoon of ground cloves now here we're going to in my case I need to pestle and mortar some cloves up smelling lovely and Christmassy teaspoon of ground ginger Certainly going to be wonderfully Christmassy. So we're combining all of those ingredients with 50 ml of boiling water. And we're leaving all of that to soak. Okay, so we've got a one pint pudding basin. We're taking a dash of oil. I've got olive oil. Brush the uh, basin with the oil. So we'll do that. And take the almonds and the cherries and arrange them in the bottom of the bowl. Doesn't give you a description on what shape you could go for. I think I'm going to go for a circle of almonds around the top and some cherries in the middle. Now we're asked to mash the banana and add to that a grated whole apple, grated small carrot, a 
So we've just uh, grated our apple and carrot, and the recipe calls for a mashed banana. So I'll just go ahead and mash that. Okay. We're mixing in the grated apple and carrots. And 50 grams of oatmeal. Thirty grams of wholemeal flour, the baking powder, which is half a teaspoon, the zest of one orange, and the zest of one lemon. So I'm just grating the orange and the lemon, and adding it into the bowl. And then we've finally got 10 grams of pumpkin seeds and 10 grams of sunflower seeds. Okay, so the seeds are going in too. It's going to give that a good mix. It's quite a dry mix. The predominant liquid will be coming from that lovely fresh carrot and apple we've grated in. We're now going to add the fruit and spice and water mix to this bowl. Incorporated. Yeah, it's come together nicely actually. So we have our pudding pint basin prepped and oiled, and what we're now going to do is transfer the mix to the pudding basin. There we go. So We've got our mixture pushed into the basin. Now we are using a bain-marie cooking method. Um, so it's essentially a, a more gentle steam-based cooking. So first we'll cover the basins in pleated greaseproof. So it's about a three centimeter pleat across. And then you follow the greaseproof with some foil which we're going to wrap nice and tightly around. So I'm just going to try and push the paper and the foil as deeply into the mixture as I can. Pop them in the tray, which is currently empty of water. And my plan is to add a mixture of hot and cold to the tin. And opening the oven, taking the tin, popping it in just going to top up the water a little bit. That's it. Bake for one hour. Okay, so we're just at the one hour mark where we're asked to remove the pudding from the oven and take it out of the bain-marie and allow it another 10 minutes outside of the bain-marie to continue to cook. So I'm just going to remove it very carefully. And so we're just going to return the puddings to the dry tray and then leave another 10 minutes.
Okay, so another 10 minutes on the timer. Okay, so we are at the uh, end of the last 10 minutes. I'm going to take it out of the oven. Now it says to leave covered. Okay, so we've allowed the puddings to cool slightly and I've now put them out on a nice Christmassy tray. They smell quite lovely. I'm going to allow them to cool a little further and we will serve them with something exciting. Well, that was brilliant, Sam. Um, what was the verdict then on tasting it? Well, I can assure you getting all those bits and bobs mixed together took longer than the advertised 15 minutes. I'd probably say more like 20 to 25 minutes to prepare. The baking time was about right, although because of the colour of the actual pudding, I found it quite hard to tell when it was baked. So I used my trusty springiness test. I opened it up at an hour and just gave it a good prod. The surface was firm, but clearly still moist. So it gave me confidence to let it cook another few minutes. It really did look very, very, very nice, Sam. And I believe it was a big hit as well. Yes, it really was. We're going to forego our Christmas pudding this year and have this instead, I think. I mean, that is brilliant, isn't it? And it just goes to show how good the recipe is. Very much so. Uh, so what about you, Jeff? What did you cook? Well, I followed the British Heart Foundation recipe for healthy mince pies. Now, in their recipe, they've reduced the calories and the fats, and they claim to keep them just as delicious as normal mince pies. Now, they are still high in sugar but these are actually mainly natural sugars from the fruit rather than any added sugar. Preparation time was advertised as 15 minutes and cooking time was 25 minutes. Are you ready to hear how it went? Yes. Okay, here we go. Okay, so today we're making healthy mince pies and this is from the British Heart Foundation. So I have started by preheating the oven, which you might be able to hear in the background. It's on 160 degrees fan. So we need to start off by peeling and coring our apple and our pear. And then we're gonna cut the apple and pear into small diced pieces. Uh, so that's the apple done, now we're going to just core it now. Just peeling the pear. Okay, so we have got a peeled and cored apple. Uh, mine's actually a braven, but you can use a cox as long as it's a tart eating apple. Uh, we've also got a pear, uh, which has been cored. And now we're just going to cut these into small dice. We're just going to put the uh, apple and the pear into a small saucepan. Okay, so we're just going to measure out 50 grams of dried blueberries. And 50 grams of dried mixed fruit. Uh, I'm going to add that to 
to the pan. And to that we're going to add two teaspoons of mixed spice and a quarter of a teaspoon of ground cinnamon. Uh, we've also got a small piece of fresh root ginger and we're going to finely grate it into the pan. Now the last thing to go in the pan is uh, the zest and the juice of half a large orange. I've got the large orange here. So just zesting this now. Smells very Christmassy already. Now if you choose to uh, do, do some of these recipes, then by all means take some pictures and send it in to us so we can see how well you've done. And we'd love to see your pictures. Just juicing the orange, making sure the pips don't go in. What we then do is we uh, heat everything in the pan over medium heat uh, for five to seven minutes until everything has softened up. Turn that down and most of the juices evaporated off. So I've got a deep non-stick muffin tin. You're only going to need six holes for this particular recipe, but it depends how much you're making. I'm just going to lightly grease each of the holes. So I think that's probably there. I'm going to turn off the heat. I'm just going to leave it to cool. So for these mince pies, rather than using a short press pastry, we're going to use some phyllo pastry. Uh, now this particular recipe for making six says we're going to use three sheets or about 140 grams. Now remember, if you've got any left over, then you can freeze it, just wrap it in cling film, stick it in the freezer and make sure you use it within a month. So we need three sheets of phyllo pastry. And then we're going to cut phyllo into half. each other again and I'm going to cut my squares that I've got into fours and that should leave me with 24 smaller squares of phyllo. Uh, we also need a small egg yolk so I'm just going to beat the egg yolk with a splash of water and now I'm going to line the muffin tin. We line each of the six holes with two pieces of pastry Okay, now what I'm going to do is I've got my cooled mixture. I'm just going to spoon it into each of the six mince pies. Okay, so we have now scooped our mixture in and we're just going to put another two pieces of pastry on top of each one. Push it down, press it into it just to put the, put the lids on. And we're just going to finish each one by glazing each one with the egg. And these go in the oven for 10 minutes. Okay, so now 10 minutes is up. We are going to have a look in the oven. Okay, so... By now your mince pie should be quite firm. So what we're going to do is we are going to loosen the pies from the tin using a small knife, very carefully. So we're just going to turn these over 
and then we're just going to put the rest of the egg glaze over the bottom of them. I'm going to stick them back in the oven. So another five minutes until they're crisp and golden. Okay, so that's another five minutes done. We'll take them out of the oven. And then we put them on a wire rack to cool. And once they're cooled, you can, if you want, dust them with a little bit of icing sugar. And that's your healthier than spice for Christmas. Give it a go. Let us know how you get on. We'd love to see some pictures and we'd love to know what you think. Thanks to our friends at the British Heart Foundation for allowing us to use their recipe. And we hope it helps. Well, that sounded like it was really, really easy, Jeff. Importantly, though, how did it taste? Well, Sam, a bit like you found, it did take a little bit longer to get everything ready. Uh, and so I reckon it took about 20 minutes to prep. Uh, but I think that's because when you're chopping all the bits up and peeling all the bits yourself, it always takes longer than if it was already done for you. Uh, cooking went as advertised. It was about 15 minutes in the oven. 10 on the hob. Now they are a little bit fiddly when you turn them over I do have to admit and I was a bit dubious at first but the smell of them cooking is so very very Christmassy and they really were very 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 good especially just out of the oven. These can be kept in an airtight container for up to two days and you then warm them up for five minutes in a hot oven or you can freeze them and reheat them covered in foil for 10 minutes in a hot oven as well. If you are going to do that don't put any of the icing sugar on until just before serving. Yeah, I mean, they do, I have to say, look really, really nice, Jeff. You have also forgotten shop-bought mince pies this year, I understand. Yes, they are so good that this year I'm not buying any mince pies and I'm just having these instead. So, in fact, I've already cooked up another two batches and put them in the freezer ready for Christmas. Now, if you want to see pictures of our baking efforts, do have a look at our website where we will put them up. Now, if you're a bit like me and you like cooking and also something entertaining to watch every so often on YouTube, you might have come across the team at Sorted Food. They are a YouTube cooking channel and a food website set up by some old school friends. And on the team, they have two chefs, Ben Ebrell and James Curry. The team are very keen to show people how easy it is to cook well, rather than relying on pre-prepared meals, as well as make it all very, very fun. We contacted them for some ideas for Christmas fare. Yes, and they came back with some fantastic advice. Firstly, they wanted to get across the idea of healthful food and eating and seeing food as an excuse to bring people pleasure and encouraging friends and family to get together, sharing food communally around the dinner table and Christmas should be a time to allow the odd guilty pleasure. Which is very true because food can bring us pleasure and a large part of being healthy is keeping our mental health and well-being in check as well. So rather than feeling guilty about the odd pleasure at Christmas, maybe we should be seeing food as a good way to keep us mentally healthy, as long as we don't overdo it. Yeah, that's right. Um, they gave us some good ideas of the things we can do to reduce overindulgence, especially that overindulgence at Christmas. So as an example, they said that whilst a large joint of meat or bird is the centrepiece on the table, it's rarely the majority of our individual plates. 
So try aiming for smaller portions of higher quality or nicer tasting meat and then supplement that with a real balance of really exciting vegetables. Yes, and that is so true. If you think about it, we always look at a centrepiece, which is often the meat, and actually it isn't the majority or shouldn't be the majority of the food on our plate. They've given us some great Christmas recipes too for sautéed sprouts, which can be steamed and tossed with dried fruit, nuts, seasoning and cider vinegar, braised and spiced red cabbage, some lovely roast potatoes that don't need excessive amounts of fat to make them crispy, and some roasted roots to really supplement those gorgeous Christmas flavours as well as looking good on the plate. Now, rather than us telling you all the details of those, we've put the links to all of that on our podcast description, so do have a look. And subject to social distance restrictions, we would echo their message to you all for Christmas. There isn't anything much healthier for the spirit and mind and our bellies than cooking up a feast from scratch with the whole family helping out. Yes, that's very true. And we'd like to thank Ben and everyone at the Sorted Food Team for all their help, their ideas and their suggestions. Cheers. Cheers. And that brings us to the end of our first Christmas podcast. We do hope you've enjoyed it, that it's been useful and interesting. We've certainly enjoyed ourselves um, doing our recipes and creating the podcast, and we certainly got our own new ideas from it. And after you've listened, please remember to check out the links to all the great recipes in the podcast description. Now, next week, we will be doing our Christmas quiz. So if you like a good quiz, have a listen. The questions will be based on the subjects we've covered this season in the podcasts. Yes, it's a bit of fun, but it does really recap some very important points that we've covered this year in the podcast. So do make sure you listen to next week's episode. And as always, do make sure you're subscribed so you're the first to hear it when it comes out. And if you like listening to us, why don't you leave us a review or a like on your app so that others can find out just how useful and helpful our podcasts really are. So if you have any topics you'd like us to cover, please do email us at our dedicated email address, pennyshill.podcast at dorsetgp.nhs.uk. You can also go to our website and fill in the form on our podcast page there. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn and on Amazon Music too, as well as the many other podcast platforms and apps. And remember, do subscribe on your app so you're the first to be notified as soon as the latest episode is released. And you can listen to us via your smart device, such as Amazon Alexa, Google Home, or in the car through internet radio, or TuneIn, Android Auto, or Apple CarPlay. And if you have any pearls of wisdom that you would like to share with our listeners, then please feel free to share them with us. Thank you again for listening to us on the Penny's Hill Practice podcast. Stay safe, and we'll see you soon in the next episode, next Monday. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.